Welcome to Overcrest. I'm Chris. And I'm Jake. A fun news episode for you guys today. We got Scott Birdsall calling in to update us on his journey. And it is a journey. Uh, <laughs> it definitely is. To becoming a, a Pikes Peak legend, really. Truly, he's he, he's earning it in, uh, in all regards. And I've got kind of an interesting thing that... Um, popped up into my head as I was looking at my kids going, yeah, she's seven or whatever she, she is. Eh? And I go, well, she's going to be driving soon, but not soon. But then I go, well, if she was 16 yep. right now, what car would I get for her? Okay. And I immediately go to Crown Victoria. We've is always my first this. choice. Right. But then I'm like, okay, well, what does the internet say that you should buy? And apparently the internet thinks everybody's rich. <laughs> and just wants everybody, like, they want a, a 2012 to 2016 Honda Civic, a 2014 Camry, to a new Hyundai Sonata, Nissan Altima, Toyota Prius, Ford Focus, or a Subaru Forester. And wow. all of those are expensive and boring. And boring and not what you want your kid to drive for the first time. No. So then I'm thinking, well, why not? Or as an enthusiast, it's not what you want your kid to drive. No, for the first but time. also, but like, as like an orthodontist from Maple Grove suburbs, having them drive a Hyundai Sonata is probably fine. True. For me, I don't want my kid driving around a Hyundai Sonata. How awful. How am I supposed to pass on this, this blood that's pumping through my veins if I give them a Ford Focus? True. It's, it's just. I'm not. also thinking, what percentage of new drivers get in some sort of crash in their car the first year? Ah. Uh, not a lot, I don't think. I mean, I'm sure You haven't there's... met the people I have. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? I feel like at least half of the kids in my high school, their first year, like, somehow wrecked their car. Yeah, you don't want a new car. They're right. Gonna, they're, they That's won't... what I mean. Yeah, there's going to be bumper things that happen in parking lots or door dings or whatever. Right. And they... The thing is, I think it's really important. No kid at 16 is going out to buy a 2016 Honda Civic. No. That's, that's like a... How much is that thing? Like 10, 10 grand, 12 grand, whatever yeah, it is. Yeah. Eight to 12 grand. That, but yeah. Well, no, well, I'm just going off my wagon as a 2012 and it's, and it's nine grand. So sure. a, a Civic, which probably holds its value better than a, than a Volkswagen, it's probably 10 grand. That's way too expensive of a car for a kid on their first car. As you're alluding to, it's going to get broken. Right. So I'm thinking uh, the Crown Vic was the choice for a long time. They're plentiful. They're easy to fix. They are. They're pretty solid. They're solid. They're safe. They're fairly con inconspicuous. They're and they they're kind of cool, right? You could put like a brush guard on it and kind of make like you could do some yeah. you could do some fun stuff with it. Like you could put like white vinyl on the doors and screw with people. Everybody thinks oh, it's geez. a cop. Everybody always thought you were a cop, right? Right. But now in California, the last Crown Victorias uh, that exist there as police cars are gone. Right. Everybody's got Dodge Chargers now or Ford Explorers True. or Challengers or whatever it is. So. They're not going to be as plentiful. They're as not going to be as plentiful anymore. They're kind of gone. So the and Crown they're Vic getting thing, old. They, yeah, they are. They really are getting old. So Crown Vic's not really the choice. No. Nope. And then I was thinking, um, what are some things that you want a kid's car to be? You want it to be safe. You want it to be um, cheap. You want it to be easy to maintain. Yep. I was thinking a, 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 a four liter Jeep Cherokee Sport. Okay. Just like it's bulletproof. It's easy to drive. It's the all wheel drive. Four door. Uh, probably the two door because then it's it's not quite as easy to get into the back seat. Ah, <laughs> and I yes, was, I was okay. Thinking, so from the father perspective, I yeah, get it now. Now I'm concerned about having seats that fold down. I really, oh yeah, I, don't, I can't I don't, have that. I don't want bench seats. Mm. I don't want any of that. Yep. So I'm I'm really struggling. I don't know what I'll get. So down there, I thought it would be cool to almost buy their car now. Okay, find a car for Irene and Veronica to share because they're probably going to share a car, which will 
maybe be bad, maybe be good. Mm -hmm. I don't know because they're almost the same age. Share a car, but if I could buy it now and then tuck it away, it could be a like an older car that would be even older in ten years, but it would be low miles. I don't know. It might be something cool mm -hmm. to do. I don't really know what it would be. It's still got to be cool. I'm not sure. What about you? What do you think? With is your the luck, they're only going to want to drive like a Tesla by the time they get their driver's license. The only thing they're going to want to drive is my 911. Yeah. Because that's all they talk about driving. I let's, suppose. Let's go for a drive. I, you know what I thought I might do? What's that? Is get a, have different throttle rods. <laughs> where I can take the throttle linkage off and put yeah. another one on where it only opens the throttle like 20%. I like that idea. And then they can just tool around in it all they want going like. 40 miles an hour tops. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, you can go as fast as you can. It just doesn't get there very Do you quick. think that there are guys that would want to date the girl who drives a 911 just so they can drive her car? Oh, yeah, 100%. Oh, this is going to be terrible. 100%. I kind of did that with some girls in high school. What? Yeah. Like, what cars? Like, I... I'm not going to get into it. Okay. <laughs> he doesn't want to that would out myself. <laughs> he doesn't want to incriminate himself that he was dating a girl because she he wanted to drive her LeBaron. <laughs> All right. This episode is brought to you by our Patreon. That's right. Um, love you guys. People signing up all the time. Patreon.com slash over. I gave everybody a 20% discount on the rally. Any Patreon got 20% discount. That's a big which, deal. Which is a big deal. It's like 50 bucks. So it, it definitely pays to sign up. It's five, ten, or twenty bucks a month. You get exclusive content, plus you get to support the show. You get to be a part of something. You get to be a part of the group, and it is a very special group. I really appreciate everybody that signed up. Patreon.com/slash/overcrest and uh, hop on board, support the show. All right. So I called up uh, Scott Birdsall to find out how his uh, his. First of all, we didn't go to Pikes Peak. One of the reasons why I was going to go to Pikes Peak is to see Scott That's right. go after the diesel record in his truck. Old Unfortunately, smoking. as everybody knows, it didn't work out that we didn't get to go. It was kind of a bummer. But I did want to touch base with Scott on his uh, drive to the top of the mountain. Can you hear me now? Oh, that's way better. <laughs> that is that is way better. You must be standing okay. on top of a mountain. The, uh, the, the cell phone service is so good. No, I was uh, overfeeding my chickens. <laughs> right on, right on. Almost the same thing. Well, I just wanted to, uh, to, to bring you on again to kind of update us with uh, what's going on. You've broken the diesel record after just, you know, all the strife, all the hardship, all the, all the you know, challenges, all the challenges, all the beatings that you've taken. You finally have done it. You've broken the record in Old Smokey. Yeah, we, we had a lot of... Uh, we had a lot of attrition coming up into this race. Um, I had an engine go during practice at Sonoma Raceway. And then we had an engine let go during qualifying. So we didn't even get a qualifying time. And then... What's, um, what's been going on? What's the... what's Is there a common issue or are these different issues that have been cropping up? Well, so... Well, the first engine... The first engine was a uh, was an error by the machinist. Um, those guys aren't supposed normal. to make errors. The machinists. <laughs> yeah, say, when I think of machinists, I think of a guy with a little micrometer out. Those dudes are usually pretty precise. Yeah, no, it, was, it wasn't. It wasn't my normal machinist. So, um, and then the second engine let go because the transmission um, let go, and what happened is it kept going into neutral, and then I would over rev the hell out of the engine, causing it to uh, eat up the main bearings in it. So, Oof. well, we know diesels really love to rev, so that's. 
And this and this uh, this last weekend, you had trouble too. I mean, there was some issues going on there. It's like it's almost like oh this, the, the deck was stacked against you this entire time. What happened this the, over the weekend, over the last week? I don't know how many times my brain told me just to just to pack up and go home, but I didn't. Um, and my and my crew, like, man, they were gnarly. Like they just kept kept pounding. Um, so Friday was my last practice day I could have done, right? And we just installed this brand new Freedom Racing engines that was brought down by my sponsor, Dynamite Diesel, all the way from Idaho. So we drove down 18 hours to bring us another engine. We swapped it out, got to practice Friday, um, took it out on... And uh, Was this engine, did he build this? He's like, oh shit, you need an engine, and he built it? Or is this something he no, had? He, it's his personal brand new built engine that he hadn't even installed in his own race truck yet. Wow. wow. So yeah, big shout to Lenny. Um, so put that in, got to practice. Um, and then another nightmare happened to a fellow competitor. He, he didn't mean to do it. Um, but he was in my truck, like kind of brainlessly touching buttons. And, uh, I didn't realize he'd turned on my emergency mister system which what? is just for like extreme emergencies. What is, what is that? What does that do? Is that like a, it, it missed the, type uh, thing? yeah, it missed the radiator Okay. with water, but it uses my, um, it uses my water injection tank water. Oh, so it used, it used up all my water injection water. And, um, toward the end of the section, the thing overheated so bad, it blew the freeze plugs out and, Holy shit. um, yeah. So, and it started running really bad too, kind of like feeling like it was hot seizing. Yep. Um, so I figured we were done, load the truck up, head down the mountain. And then another nightmare happens. Um, the Ranger had stopped another competitor's mom in the middle of the road on a blind corner downhill. And I'm towing my, I'm towing my race trailer. So, uh, someone's then mom? we got, yeah, someone's <laughs> okay. one of the competitors' moms had been stopped by the ranger in the road in, in the Pikes Peak Jeez. Road. So, I had a choice to either rear ender in my truck and trailer, crash into a tour bus head on, come up the other way, or drive into the trees. So, I drove my truck and trailer into the trees. You know, thankfully, it just trashed the trailer a little bit and dinged up my truck, but. That's like, that's how my whole lead up was going. I was like, I was just ready to give up. What, so why did you continue on? What, how did you get the truck running? What, what's going through your mind at this point? So what's going through my mind? I like looked at the officials and told them I was done. I said, I'm out of here. Wow. I'm, I'm done. I'm done with this race. And so I got back to the shop and I looked at the truck and I felt like it said, you know, come on, buddy, let's, let's do this. We've been here for like three weeks. Don't give up on me. And I'm like, shit. <laughs> so, so, you know, then I called, I called, uh, I called Lenny and he said that he's sending a motor and a we second put it motor in from and, him now. Is this oh, the no, second no, 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 This not, is the original not, motor. I'm okay. sorry. I'm getting all, I'm getting all screwed up here. Well, when I'm, you have this I'm many still... bad things happen to you, I mean, it's bound to get a little mixed up. So Lenny sends you the motor. That's the one that the freeze plugs now. blew out and you're getting a new motor from Lenny. Yeah, Got that's, it. that's the one. Okay. I'm sorry. I, I'm still like devoid of any oxygen from, <laughs> from all these up there. Um, so anyways, 
Um, but I did call him up and he, he gave me some, uh, encouragement. Um, anyways, we changed the oil, noticed it didn't have a lot of metal in it. I said, screw it, you know, put some new oil in it. We'll start it up and see how it runs. And it ran fine. And I was kind of blown away. Um, we changed some, we changed some stuff on the transmission. So it shifted a little better. And then, you know, with zero testing, brought it up to the line at, at the uh, hill climb and, and, and we freaking did it. So, wow. What was, I mean, yeah. did you have any trouble on the way up? Was it, was everything good with that motor? It all worked out flawlessly or was there the motor, the motor ran great. Um, we weren't really having any overheating issues before I was doing back to back to back race, back to back to back, you know, like test, uh, test sessions. Yep. Right. So I go on the run. I don't normally have like overheating issues or anything like that. And for some reason, as soon as I got to, uh, devil's playground, which is the nastiest section, it went into limp mode. Is that like two thirds or three quarters of the way up? Kind of in that. Yeah. It's like two thirds of the way up. Okay. Um, so I ran the last third of the race in limp mode. And what does that do to your truck for power? What are you, what are you losing? It cuts it. It cuts it way down. Um, 250 horsepower. Okay. I mean, it's still got gobs of torque, but is it limiting your just, boost or timing? It, or limits, what is it? it limits fueling, timing, boost, everything. Okay. Like, it's, it's like, I'm going to save myself. Uh, the temperatures were like 265 degrees, which is really hot. That's oil. No, that's the water temp. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, it was toasty. So, you know, from Devil's Playground to the top, in limp mode, and I'm—I mean, if you look at my in-car footage, you can see me just like shaking my hands at the truck, like, "Come on, man, let's go! Let's go Come on!" I just—it was—it felt so slow. I wanted to cut holes in the floorboard and Fred Flintstone the rest of the way up. <laughs> right. Um, you basically dragged the thing to the top of the mountain. Yeah, I just held my momentum and I—I I used the brakes as little as possible. Right. Um, which has to be scary. I know getting to the top there. Yeah. That thing's heavy, man. When you come into a corner, you want, you want to use the brakes. Cause it's just, it just wants to carry its momentum off the mountain. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, th- then I got to the top and, and the, uh, the flag guy comes up and he's asked me if I want to know my time. And, you know, I probably looked offended to him. I said, no, because I figured it was like, 13 minutes or something like that and i didn't yeah, want to hear it you go into limp mode you think it's over yeah. you say no like, i'm not i'm not trying to hear i'm not trying to hear that kind of negativity <laughs> so so then i go then i go over to the uh to the the people want to interview me for the radio and everybody looks stoked and i'm like why do you people look stoked i just did a horrible run and then uh he's like you want to know your time i'm like really not really he's like no do you want to know your time and then he tells me 11 24 065 and i like i just lost my i just lost my marbles i just started jumping up and down getting all crazy excited what number did you have to beat what was the previous record um factory mercedes-benz held it and it was 1137 and in limp mode you beat them by 13 seconds that's i wonder what now the question is if it wasn't in limp mode how much would you have demolished absolutely demolished that record i would have been in the 1040s that's wow. that's what all my all my practice sessions kind of kind of lean to is 1040s. So 
for me, as I think about, you know, all the, the whole journey of this and, and, the, and the struggle and the contrast and everything like that, do you feel like you've done it? Like you're done? Like, do you feel like it's over? Like you can move on to something else or is there something left here for you or where's your head no. at with, the, with everything? You know, Pikes Peak is a special place, man. And once you, once you get up there and you start racing it and, and it's just like, it's, it's got everything. It's got the, it's got beauty. It's dangerous. Um, you know, it's just, it's like, it's hallowed ground. Um, I, I'm a lifer now, so I'm just going to keep trying to improve. Are you going to keep bringing the truck? Or yeah. You, yeah. The, so the truck is going to continue to evolve to get better and better. Yes. You yeah, think, and I'm diesel? also. You think diesel forever? Um, might have to change the name if not. Yeah, I I could never change, I could never change Smokey's power plant. Like, I mean, can you imagine like a twin turbo LS called Old Smokey? No, no, I can't. <laughs> no, Depends how much oil you're burning. Yeah, I mean, if I if we just set the thing up real loose so it just burns oil like a diesel, then, there you go. I just do burnouts you know? all the way up the mountain. Uh, well, dude, um, it's I'm really. So what I'm, go ahead. Sorry. What I'm also thinking is uh, maybe bring an LMP car next year um, and do it with a, do it with a diesel in it. (laughs) That that sounds awesome, man. Well, I'm, uh, I really appreciate you sharing the story with us. And again, congratulations. I hope you enjoyed your burnout. I had to, that I did for you in my car. We had to run from the police after he did that, Scott. (laughs) This, that's, that's. That's a gesture right there. You know, you, <laughs> you did something, you did something so grossly illegal in your own private space that you had your management get pissed off and the cops come after you. Yeah, yep. It was, we had to flee the city for sure. The, the, uh, the, the, the manager of the store came out and he had his hands in front of you. He was standing right in front of my car and I had to like inch forward until he finally just moved out of the way. And then I'm like, get in the car, Jake, we gotta go. We gotta get out of here. He just looks at me. He goes, we need to go now. <laughs> and then he takes a detour through town to avoid the police station. Yep. yep I was like, much. Oh, I get it now. <laughs> you know, that's kind of a, that's kind of a, that's kind of a real, uh, Real thumbs up for me. That's all I know. <laughs> well, congratulations, man. I look forward to seeing what you do uh, What you do next year. Keep us posted. All right, guys. All right. Take care of yourself. All right. Later. Yep. Bye-bye. Bye. So, an LMP car with a diesel. So, it has to be like what? The Audi R15 or whatever it was. R8. R8. No. Yeah. R10. R10. R8 is the is the streetcar. Street car. R10, I think, is the TDI. R10, and then I think they did the R15 was their later model. I'm thinking that he would just buy whatever prototype car he can get and just shove a diesel motor in it. There you go. Because that, that actually that stuff would make is more really, sense. It stuff is really, really easy to put motors in. I yeah, mean, I they, suppose. You can just take the, the, the chassis off the top or the body off the top. Whole chassis is right there. Put it, in whatever you want. Bim, bam. Away you go. Down the road. Another big Cummins. Imagine a even with a if you could get like a high power a really snappy TDI you yeah. could with an LMP car with the arrow that they have true you could probably I bet you could beat his truck's record with like a you know 500 horsepower 600 horsepower LMP car oh I'm sure just because of the the arrow the arrow that's on the car right you know right now he's pushing a brick right <laughs> that's why you need two thousand <laughs> and horsepower. it's heavy and it's heavy as he says um yeah I I that'll I, be exciting it's really cool for him congratulations Scott. Um, yeah, that burnout in the parking lot was, the thing is, is it was our second burnout. I went back there and did it once. Well, yeah, I know you said like, oh, I said, Hey, Scott made the record. 
and or broke the record. And you're like, oh, I'm going to go like show them my burnout as congratulatory. So I thought you were just going to go back there and take a picture of your car I was going to. in front of the burnout donut marks. I was going to. And I'm like, well, this is lame because I already did the burnout, which means in, I, I only I would know that the burnout wasn't done for Scott. I would know mm. it because it wasn't real. So you're like, well, I got to do another like, one. I got to do another actually one. Actually, in honor, and it is like a 45 second donut fest in the back of this Walmart <laughs> parking lot in this small town in nowhere, Wisconsin. Uh, yeah, it was. Uh, could have been. Could have been big trouble, but it, it, it worked out. We it's, need it's to not leave a big deal. now. You know what's crazy though is that the exhibition class winner, yeah, was 22 seconds faster, and it was a Tesla Model Three. Was it just? I imagine pretty stock. Uh, no, no. These guys, uh, I don't remember the name of the company. Oh, it's man. like plug something performance. Unplugged or, performance yep, or unplugged right. or whatever it is, which is weird because in, you need to plug these in. So being unplugged right. is a little odd. I'd like to talk to those guys about what they did to these cars to make them uh, so capable. But one of them crashed. Randy, Randy Pope's crashed one of them. Just oh, total driver error. And then another one crashed as well. So I think they only had one, a one or two. I think they might have fixed one. Okay. I think they had two cars that finished. They're fast, man. Yeah. And this is this is the perfect environment for an electric car because there's no atmospheric oh, you're right. problem whatsoever. It doesn't matter. It it's, doesn't lose power when it gets gonna up there. It's going to make what it makes yeah. at all times. It's going to make what it makes. Because what do you think if you start at – so he makes, you know, 2,000 horsepower at sea level out in California. Right. What does he make at 8,000 feet? Where the – you know, what does he make at 10,000 feet? What does he make at 14,000 feet? Right. How much horsepower is he still making? And what kind of turn – what kind of revolutions is this turbo turning to try and make to try to make up to try and meet the whatever the wastegate is set at? It'll just you know they'll just continue to spin faster and faster until they right you know well, yeah good point. I wonder what how much power you lose in that environment. Anyway, uh, Jake, yes, the Wrangler you've always wanted is here. This well, is the Hemi powered Rubicon V eight three ninety two. Yeah, it's gonna be rad. It's not. It's actually. It's Wait, actually, what? No, th that's going to be coming later. But first. Uh -huh. And they've decided in all of their wisdom, they're actually going to bring us the plug-in hybrid 2021 Jeep Wrangler 4XE. Really? Yeah. Does this excite you at all? No. Going up a plug-in hybrid Wrangler? That seems weird. What if it's good? It could be. The Wrangler 4XE puts down 375 total horsepower and 470 combined pound-feet of torque from a turbocharged two-liter four-cylinder, which mm. sounds so boring. Um, hooked up to an eight-speed auto and two also electric boring. motors, one located at the front of the engine where an alternator would usually be, and another in front of the transmission case where the torque converter usually sits. Okay. Draws juice from a 400-volt, 96-cell lithium-ion battery, which is good for 25 miles of electric-only range. That'll be interesting, a silent electric-only Yeah, imagine wrangler. rock crawling silently. Huh. All you're hearing is, like, the rocks, like, falling. Yeah. Although I wonder if you could hear things about to go really bad because you can hear the rocks crumbling true you could hear how much your tires are slipping yeah, yeah you could hear you can hear all yeah, that stuff maybe um jeep ensures that all the wranglers 4xe electrical components are sealed and waterproof allowing to sport up to 30 inches of oh, water i didn't even think of that yeah you got to make it off-road yeah. friendly you, still you ought to be driving the <laughs> all the fish start floating up to the surface yeah. you're like oops Boy, my, my legs feel numb <laughs> It's like sticking your tongue on a 12-volt battery, but yeah, it's your this entire is, body. Uh, a, a bit more. Yeah. Um, they say the 4XE's low-end electric torque actually ups the Wrangler's off-road game in addition to improving off-the-line road acceleration. Oh, it's just, it sounds, yeah, it's sounds interesting. It does. Um, but I, for some it's reason... It's got to be so much heavier, though. Yeah. All it, those batteries. Yeah, but think all the weights at the bottom. 
you know, the weight's low, maybe it helps your center of gravity. Not when you put big tires on it, it's still up in the air. Yeah, I suppose. So would you Ooh, rather have could this? Could we put batteries in tires? No. Talk about getting as low no, to the ground as possible. terrible idea. Yeah, the centrifugal force of batteries flying. At, <laughs> this is the stupidest idea you've ever had, ever. And unsprung weight. Oh, man, this is a horrible idea. Um, so would you rather have this or the Rubicon V8? The V8? Yeah, it's Obviously. still a no-brainer. Right. We're still not to the point where the, I'm, I'm making the choice the other way. All right, so Chris, do you know what the dirtiest thing you touch on a daily basis is? My phone or my toothbrush or the toilet handle or something. That's probably true, but someone did a study about the components in your car. Well, we spent enough time there. I'm sure it's disgusting. And how dirty it gets. So this is the study. Everybody in their car right now is like looking around. Oh, Oh, what is the dirtiest thing in my car? It's your own germs, but... Germs are germs. Germs are germs. And you're, these, there's guys in their car right now holding their steering wheel, looking at the knob on their stereo. Like, they're, like, I, uh, they're trying to. They don't even want to hit the skip button to turn this nope, off. You got to listen. So the study measures germiness in RLUs. Germiness? Is that the official scientific no, term? No, I just made that up. Okay. Or relative light units. So relative light units, I had to look this up, is actually a measure of the bioluminescence of adenized triphosphate, which is an indicator directly related to the level of of bacteria on a given surface. Okay. So they use some light to... The last time I saw bioluminescence was in that, was in the movie uh, Avatar, where all the things were bioluminescing as you run through the field, and I'm just imagining all the germs just like Have you ever seen, because there's bacteria in the water, a certain type of plankton that can actually glow at night? Yeah, and you can in the water and stuff. Yeah, I've done that in Hawaii. I wonder what the RLU of that is. A lot. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so... The five highest RLU units, therefore the most bacteria-laden, germy surfaces. I need some sort of reference. Like, what's the RLU of a log of poop? I like, don't what's know. what's the RLU of that? I, I also tried to look this up. Like, I need to not know. not like a big standard, but according to a medical study I looked at, a benchmark for sanitary, something that's sanitary, something is I can still lick. Lick. less than 500 Okay, so anything RLU. less than 500, I can lick it with no repercussions. Sure. Okay. We'll All go right. with that. <laughs> All right, your stereo controls. Would you like to guess the RLUs? So 500 is sanitary. This has 9,127 RLUs. It is the dirtiest surface in your car, your stereo. Yeah, it is the volume knob. Yeah. Yeah, Well, it's either your stereo or it's your touch screen, I bet. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I wonder if they can make the screens like self-cleaning, like it'll it'll shock the screen or something and kill all the bacteria. I don't know that that's how it works, Jay. That's probably not how it works. (laughs) The second dirtiest surface is the gear stick or gear selector or gear shift knob at 8,366 RLUs. Next up is the indicator stock, your turn signal stock, 7,878 RLUs. Shortly behind that is the steering wheel itself. I'm confused. Why is the stereo so much dirtier than the... Then you're like your steering wheel. You're touching all the time. I don't know. Is it something like it has to be the certain amount of touch? Like if you touch it enough, maybe it like... Acid. Maybe you're maybe you're mushing the the bacteria with your hand. Mushing you're it, touching sure. Them, so you're just... I think it's something where like it's just enough touching to transfer bacteria. I don't know. So steering wheel is seventy eight hundred forty six RLUs, and your handbrake lever is four thousand three hundred ninety three RLUs. So 
I don't know. Your car is really dirty and gross, Chris. Yeah, so maybe we, I honestly don't care. Sounds great. Sounds like a place where you should be if you don't want to get sick because you're getting exposed to bacteria and stuff like that. <laughs> Just get in your car, start touching everything. Vaccinate yourself. Yeah, vaccinate yourself. That's exactly it. Um, so uh, I'm starting to... Um, you know how everything starts with Florida Man does this? Oh, yeah, yeah. We have one of those later. All right. Tesla Man crashes into <laughs> cop car. A Tesla Man? So that's just a Tesla driver? <laughs> yep. Okay. These guys are always doing stupid shit. A Tesla driver was watching a movie just before an early morning car crash in North Carolina, officials say. Wait. He was watching a movie in his car? Yeah. All right. Of course. The person behind the wheel was using Tesla's autopilot feature when the car slammed into a Nash County Sheriff's Office deputy's vehicle, <gasps> says Sergeant Jeff Wilson of the North Carolina State Highway Patrol. It happened Wednesday along U.S. 64 West near the border of Nash and Franklin Counties, Wilson told McClatchy News. There is roughly 13 miles outside of the town of Nashville. This place sounds like it should be another town from The Simpsons. It's like Shelbyville, but also <laughs> McClatchy. <laughs> Officials say they were responding to an earlier crash when the Tesla rammed oh, into the deputy's no. vehicle, which then hit the state trooper's vehicle. Oh, Two no. of the cars were totaled, but oh. no one was injured. Uh, Mr. Goley of Rally is accused of violating the move-over law. Uh-huh. That's it. And watching television while operating a vehicle. <laughs> Surely there's got to be some. This is, Come on. They should be hitting him with reckless driving. Inattentive uh, driving. In a tr they should be hitting him with everything. Yes, Just I because agree. failure to move over, that's yeah. what you're going to get? Really? What? And watching television? That's What's that, a television. petty misdemeanor? Yeah. I mean, what are we doing here? That should be. How is that even a law, watching television while driving? Yeah, where did that one, what statute right. is that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> What's the most important fact being left out of this story, Jay? Well, I want to know what he's watching. What movie is it that Come is on. so good? You know, there was a time when I was driving, what was I driving back from? Hmm. <laughs> I must have been driving back from California at some point, but I remember that the Game of Thrones uh, was out, and I wanted to watch the finale <laughs> when I got home. So I was trying to get caught up on Game of Thrones so I could watch the, the, the series finale when I got back. So I put my phone in the, like, Right on the, the little magnetic thing down by my knee, and I'm kind of driving in my 911 watching. Wait, didn't Game of we Thrones. watch the series finale together? Yeah, but I was trying to get caught up so I could watch it when I got Where home. Where were you coming home from? Must have been California somewhere. So you, I was at your house with my wife, and you came home right in time for us to watch it? Well, I don't think it was that timely, but I was trying to get caught up on the episodes because I was like three behind, and I wanted to make sure by the time I got oh, home, I, got I was able to watch it or whatever and not be behind. And I watched it in a little little magnetic thing, which apparently in North Carolina is is illegal. Well, I'm sure that's illegal everywhere, Chris. Well, I found a new Ducati for you because I know you're probably jealous that your wife has a Ducati. Right. And this one is perfect size for you as well. Oh, uh, Ducati has come with come out with three new folding e-bikes. Oh, no. This Wait, is, okay, when you say e-bike, is this like an electric motorcycle? No, it's an electric e-bike, which it has bicycle. pedals. It's it has pedals with an electric motor. I hate I hate when brands do this. I don't care what it is. If you're a manufacturer because you can get like, you can get a Ferrari bicycle, you can get a whatever bicycle. Why is Ducati a motorcycle manufacturer making bicycles? Well, this is much closer to what they do than Ferrari making one. <laughs> you can get like an Audi bicycle. That's way, that's different because that's, they're a car manufacturer making a bike. This is a bike company making a bike. It's different. It is. It different. is. I don't so like Ducati it. has come out with three new folding e-bikes inspired by their regular product lineup. <sighs> The it's Ducati okay. S, the names are making them sound like they're like the, the fastest Ducatis ever. Oh, I'm so sure. The Ducati SCR-E and SCR-E Sport 
Both call back to the retro-cool Scrambler motorcycle, featuring the Scrambler's bright yellow and black branding. Well, that's what I have. We have the Scrambler. That's what your wife has. Don't even say we. That is her bike. Yeah, you're right. Both feature automatic headlights, taillights, meaty tires, and an external temperature gauge, (laughs) which I don't understand. Well, it's 80 degrees outside, and I'm able to ride on my e-bike. The SCR (laughs) gets a 374-watt-hour battery. The Sport gets a couple cool upgrades, full suspension to soak up hard bumps, and an upgraded battery that can go as far as 50 miles. Batteries for the bikes are That's integrated. That's further than in, I would have thought, actually. Yeah. Uh, batteries for the bike. Like, I'm fine with this, but it just feels weird that it's coming from Ducati, I which agree. is such like this iconic sports bike. Yeah. Making a Because every time I see one of these guys, like, bike, biking along, and then they coast and hit the thing, I'm like, That's wow. so dumb. I'm like, nerd! Yes! Like, every time, it just yes, doesn't Yes, if feel... you're going to go out biking, then exercise. Get then, an actual then, bike. Then bike. Just, if just you're going to want to ride on something, get a motorcycle. But, Batteries for the bikes are integrated into the frames, but unlike a typical bike, removing them as the way to go for a charge, you can just fold the entire Ducati e-bike e-bike up and take it inside. All you need to do yeah, is fold back the handlebars. Way too though. It can't be that much. They're carbon fiber. Uh, all you need to do is fold back the handlebars and fold the body in two. When they are in use, though, both bikes thankfully already come with fenders. No pricing has been released. So Harley dumb. did something like this. It was like hideously expensive. They're really, really expensive. I Not just, an e-bike, an actual electric motorcycle. Right, right. Yeah, yeah but this thing still, I mean, what do these things go 35, 40 miles an hour? You know, it's wee. I don't it's know. so dumb. So, Chris, would you Hold on. Would you be okay with it if this was something made by Specialized or Cannondale? Yes, 100%. Then it's, too, then then it's cool. cool. It's a fine. But I because still don't think it should fold up. That seems dumb. Well, this is, you got to keep in mind the people that are buying this are probably living in an urban environment. They probably live in an apartment. They want to take it they up to their apartment. They can't bring their bicycle inside. It's. Have you ever lived in an urban environment where you need to drag a bike up the stairs to your apartment? It no. sucks. It's a good idea that it folds up. Okay. It's a great idea because you can pick it up and carry it into your apartment and just set it off to the side. It's a great idea. The fact that it's a Ducati, it's it, it, it hurts the brand. Agreed. It hurts the brand. Diluting the brand. If they want to make an electric bike, cool, do it. But yeah, this call is, it something else. This is lame. Agreed. So, Chris, Nagaro Blue. Nagaro. I think it's Nagaro. It's a great color for an It Audi. is a great color. You're it right. Is, it's Nagaro. It's the, the B5 S4 Avant in Nagaro blue yes. is legendary. Yes. It is an iconic car for Audi. Do you know where the the color actually debuted, though? No. It was the RS2. Yes, I remember that. Yeah, yes. they have them on the RS2. their first, like, super saloon wagon. But we yeah. never got those here, so I never no, think about it. But not think only... You can import them. I've seen them around. You can. You're right. Yeah, there's yeah, a there was one, one that, at Cars and Coffee last year, yep, a real one. And there's a silver one that bombs around Milwaukee, too. That's They're awesome. around. Well, not only is the 2021 Audi RS6 Avant actually coming to America, they're also offering the super exclusive RS Tribute Edition. Limited to just 25 units, it celebrates... Whoa, whoa, hold on. Okay, it's an RS, but it's also an RS tribute. So it's the RS6 so tri- Avant RS tribute. That's stupid. I know. <laughs> it's a tribute to itself. It's like saying, right. hi, I'm Chris, the Chris edition. <laughs> <laughs> Even Chrisier than more. Yeah, check out my license plate. It says Chris on it. You know what? This would be great. This is going to be the RS6 RS6 license plate oh for God, Jake. You're right. You can say RS twice, the yeah. RS RS6. Oh, RS6 RST. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. So it's limited to 25 units. Are you going to buy one just so you can get the license plate? <laughs> RS6 RS? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a uh, 25 units because it celebrates the 25th anniversary of the Audi RS2. And as we mentioned, it's finished in one of the most iconic Audi colors, Nagaro Blue. So, Chris, the RS Tribute Edition will cost 
$137,845. I'm out. I'm out. Why? Come on. It's Listen to this, though. It gets worse. That's $28,000 more than the standard RS6 Avant. Okay, I understand an RS6 Avant being one hundred and ten grand. Yes. That's fine. What are you getting for your thirty grand? So besides it, blue. Right. It basically features every single option you could get on the RS six, which can already be optioned on a regular RS six. And based off of Audi's online build and price tool, you can go in and actually add all those options up. It would cost $124,000 if you optioned the RS six to the RS Tribute Edition spec. Right. So which maybe means this, this thing's like a fifteen thousand dollar paint job. The blue paint is basically fifteen grand. And the bragging rights and the license plate that you get to do RS6. RS6 RS, RS. Yeah, that's yep. super, super duper lame. All uh, right, so did you know, uh, we've talked about flat plane cranks many, many times. Yes, so we don't need to length. dig into what makes a flat plane crank no. cool. Uh, but the, the 2022 Chevy Corvette Z06 is going to have a flat plane crank. That's which right. Which is pretty neat because, I mean, it's mid-engine, like right. a Ferrari. And, and Ferraris are all flat plane cranks. A Ferrari style engine. Yeah, it's basically trying to be a Ferrari. Yeah, no. why, why are we doing that? I I don't know. Why are we Why are we trying to take the Corvette, which has been the same since the it's the sixties? It's an icon. We completely changed it. Why? They, they, they I don't. Here's know. why: because the this chassis is going to be able to accept hybrid design. They needed to completely redesign everything. There's no way that they no. I can't think of another reason. Can you? Well, when we talked to uh, Jim, the Corvette ride and handling engineer, yeah. He said, Handering? That sounds like handering. something you do to your girlfriend. Hey. hey. You want to hander? Yeah, climb onto my, get in my Jeep Cherokee. Let's start handering each other. <laughs> Excuse me, honey. The seat is down. Were you guys handering? You handering? <laughs> and then he's a handering engineer. <laughs> Sorry, Jim. Uh, no, he said it was basically because they had maxed out the performance of that chassis. And in order to compete... On in the future. Right. They needed to switch to mid-engine, which he actually disagreed with that, saying that they could have taken it further. Regardless, the 2022 Corvette Z06 will be the most sophisticated performance car yet from General Motors. It'll feature that flat plane crank, a wide body, central exhaust, the Michelin Pilot Cup Sport 2R tires. Have you ever seen those tires? They're kind of like fuzzy, like velvety. Really? The si- yeah, the sidewalls are all like matte finish. Like they look oh, like I velvet. I think I have seen them. <laughs> and it'll also have multiple. What is it with tire manufacturers? Hold on. What is it with tire manufacturers having the all these designs on the sidewall? Can't we just have a it nice look fast, Chris? Can it fast? I bought my general tires. I had a choice of general tires or Yokohama okay. in, in my tire size on my 911. I couldn't really tell a difference in the tires, so I just went, which tire has the least offensive sidewall? Because they look like they're going a million yeah, miles an hour standing still. I don't understand why we can't just have a nice, clean sidewall that just says tire or, <laughs> <laughs> or continental tire just yeah. and a nice, smooth sidewall. Right. I don't like... Can we just I know. do that? I agree. Yeah. Um, so these are really sticky tires, and then it also has multiple wing configurations. It is said to compete, at least performance-wise, with a 911 GT2, and that's, in fact, why it was photographed in spy testing alongside a 911 so GT2. So Chevy bought a GT2. Oh, and just, 100%. And yeah. they're like, all right, we got to just give it match for match. What happens to that car? Do they throw it away, or do they take it apart? No, they or? don't throw it away. What do they do with it? No, they sell it. Okay. That'd be fun. You want to buy that one? Uh, why not? All right. The Z06 will start with a less obtrusive wing design. Similar. The used price on the GT2 is probably the same price as the new Z06. 
or probably still more. So, yeah. <laughs> so with the three different wing configurations, you have the like standard, uh, less obtrusive wing on the standard Z06, which is similar to that of the low wing setup found on the C8 Stingray that we've seen already. Then you have the Z07 performance package that you can get, and that gets you a more pronounced rear wing that kinks in the middle for improved rear visibility. And lastly, it's said that the Corvette team is currently in development of a full active aerodynamic suite. It'll feature everything from an adjustable rear wing to side flaps and other deployable extremities that'll help the Z06 decelerate, rotate, and stabilize at incredible speeds. Great. That's awesome. And it's not a Extremities. Corvette. It's not even a Corvette anymore. They Extremities. Just... I can just imagine all these like weird flaps and things coming out. Yeah, Active Arrow is really cool, but it just doesn't seem like it belongs Here's what... on a Corvette. This seems like this car seems like a car that should have been a competitor with a Viper, and then the Corvette should be, like, under it or something. Right, it we already talked about seem... this. They were going to call it the Zora, or they should have called it the Zora, which is the original designer from Chevrolet, and it could have been its own Halo car. Yeah, well, great. This also, is... speaking of Active Arrow, what is the point of Active Arrow? It's to stop, generally. No, it's... Well, it's to stop and go faster. It's I mean, to, it's just in, optimize... At the bottom line, it's to improve grip, whether you're stopping, cornering, Correct. accelerating. Improve well, grip. it also includes top-line speed and reduces grip. Because right. it takes the arrow away so you can go faster at top speed. Reduce drag. And then adds arrow when you slow down. When you so want you can grip. Stop. Yeah. Right. But what have we said time and time again? Grip is overrated. It is overrated. Well, not if you're on. No. It's not. <laughs> yes. For me, grip is overrated. I've chosen to have less grip with my tires because I want to have more fun. Yeah. I've had sticky tires on my car before, and it's just not as fun because you really have to push. Yeah. You really, really got to push. But if you're trying to make lap times and you're going to Le Mans and you're going yeah, to I Daytona suppose. or whatever, you need you need grip. It's important. It's I not. Suppose. Can you imagine just one guy out there, just zero drifting arrow, around. just <laughs> <laughs> getting, just getting absolutely smoked? So I uh, just want to say again, nobody's buying Mitsubishi's. Why would just, you? Exactly. Mitsubishi, globally speaking, is going through a rough patch that is not entirely rated to the pandemic. So they have the Outlander and the Eclipse Cross. Um, they are now oh, two gosh. of the slowest selling vehicles in the country outlander is the slowest selling in the country at on i think this is like time on lot before it sold oh sure 197 days <laughs> the second slowest is 187 days which is like twice wow. the national average the outlander is mitsubishi's flagship vehicle and technological showcase oh when few consumers are interested in the product it casts a shadow on the brand in fact the outlander suffered a 76 percent drop in sales in the second quarter of 2020 which isn't exactly fair because that is definitely coronavirus related right um mitsubishi eclipse cross position is the second slowest unit is perhaps the most troubling it is recent Sporty, well-equipped, and yet consumers are apparently not sufficiently wowed. You know why they're not wowed? Because one of the words that you use to describe the vehicle to get excited <laughs> about it is recent. Hey, I love your new car. It looks recent. That's just <laughs> stupid. It doesn't. Um, so I was trying to figure out. I could not figure out. <laughs> it's stupid, right? It's just like that's the I, word that we're we using. We came to a stoplight the other day, and Nikki saw one of these, and she goes, wait, Eclipse? She's like, Eclipse used to be cool. Eclipse and I was like, was, I know. The first two eclipses were cool. Everything else after that sucked. Yeah, but even this is just it's, an it's, abhorration. Yeah, it's like if someone cloned me and fed them like Hershey bars every day for like two years. And there's just like this, this fat Chris that was just rolling around. Hi, I'm Chris Fat Edition. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they sold four th over 4,000 Evos. In 2015, 2015, which is the last year. I think yep. they sold a couple in 2016, but 4,200 Evos. Why don't, why, what you need to have, 
there's you got to have a halo car. Yeah. And the way I think of it is, I think you need to have a beautiful cake in the window if you want somebody to come in to buy your bread. You need something special to show people what you're capable of if you want them to buy your basic I like shit. that analogy. Because even if you don't want them to buy the cake, you just want them to buy the bread that you have. Yep. You need to show something off to get them in the door. Exactly. And when you're walking by that window and you see that beautiful cake there with the icing and maybe it's got the wedding couple on top or whatever, or it's and it's all colorful and great, and you go, oh, this is a nice bakery. Look at this beautiful work that they did. Yep. You go in and you buy the bread to make your grilled cheese with. Right? I mean, that's, that's what a halo car is. At first, when you said that, I thought that was dumb. Just because I see a cool car in the lot doesn't mean I'm going to buy a car from them. But it's not just about the lot and the location. It's the brand as its own entity. Right. Because Mitsubishi is dumb because they're not making anything cool. Yeah. If they still had some awesome, crazy hyper car even, like, let's go even more outside of what their normal offering is. If they had something crazy cool, you'd be like... Mitsubishi's cool. Yeah, at, at least, least they're, they're doing they're that. doing something. They're right. they're engaging. They're there's there's doing nothing. Yep. They're doing absolutely nothing. So with the Beetle Dead, did you know what might be coming back? Because they're not the Beatles gone again. I'm sure it'll be back again. I'm sure we'll right. have an E Beetle or whatever. Sure, yeah. Um. The the there's been a uh, uh trademark filed. Okay. For the E thing, <laughs> which is a terrible name for anything. I to be honest, it. yeah, I anything. Yep. The, I just why. Why? Nobody really liked the thing. It only existed for like a year and a half, and then it was gone because it was terrible then. It's terrible now. I don't like them. I think they're awful cars. Why are we doing this? There's so many better things that we could be doing. Why don't we just call it E-something that's new? Can we just create a new concept? Can we have a new design, a new concept? Do we have to keep relying on the lint we find in our pockets for these new car designs? I don't understand. Well, if it's going to be boxy and kind of like a throwback, then yeah, they can call it the thing. Yeah, but they're making it boxy and kind of a throwback so they can call it the thing. Just come up with something new. It doesn't have to be old. Just new things is okay. It's okay <laughs> new to things. have. Yeah, to this have, is the new thing, Chris. It's to have ideas. It's okay. <laughs> you don't have to rehash the old stuff. You don't have to do it. Okay. You know, that's, jarts are dead. Okay, we don't need to reinvent jarts. They're gone. We what just the heck don't. is a jart? You don't know what jarts are? It's an old design, and we don't need to bring it back. What is a jart? Never, it's a lawn game where you'd have like a Yeah, they're called lawn darts. No, it's a jart. It's That's, called lawn darts. Look it up. It's called a jart. That is the brand name. Huh. Lawn darts is something that you buy at Blue Light Special at Kmart <laughs> back in the day when they still the had those. Brand. Yeah, the off darts. <laughs> but they're gone. And you, the, the, the thing is gone. You know why it's gone? Because nobody liked it. That's actually not and, true. Okay, tell me. Explain to me why the, the thing is gone. Tell me about this thing. Do you want to know the history of the thing? Tell me about you this thing. You don't like the thing. Tell so me about the thing. We actually have Jeep to thank for the thing. Great. In part. Some noob came up with a thing. Is that yeah. what you're trying to tell me? <laughs> no, the German army's Klubelwagen was the light infantry vehicle during the Third Reich and used Volkswagen Type 1 underpinnings, right? Well, after the war, Volkswagen took note of how popular America's Jeep was when it was released to the civilian market. So they took inspiration, and from the Klubelwagen, they created the Type 181. It was known as the Kurierwagen in its home country of Germany. In England, they called it the Trekker. Mexico and South America had the Volkswagen Safari. And in Italy, it was known as the Volkswagen Prescascia, which was a fish. Beastly, a beastly fish. Beastly fish. Yeah, that's great. However, 
for whatever reason. Why don't reason, they call it the E Beastly Fish then? For I mean, whatever reason in America, they just called it the thing. <laughs> they just couldn't come up with a translation Either for Beastly were, Fish that worked out. Yeah, sick of naming it, or they wanted something like trendy and crazy. Oh my God, it's the 70s. We're going to call it the thing. So the problem is, in its inability to meet safety standards, Ralph Nader called to ban the importation of the thing. It got nadered. It got nadered. It's not it survived for only two years in the U.S. market from 73 to 74. Now, I know I'm being really hard on the thing. It's kind of it, cool. It that was you a could cult fold, classic. You can like, fold the windshield down. That's kind of cool. But my point is, let it live in nostalgia. It just doesn't need to be. Let it die where Ralph Nader intended. Yeah, let it just be there. Like I said, we don't need to pull this lint out of our pockets and be like, well, I've got a new idea. There's the stuff that I don't, we don't need to do it anymore. You know, I like All right, do you remember fish, that the, the, fish. the Lancia Restomont thing we talked about a while ago? It was on Top Gear, the Delta Integrale. So the Delta, yeah. yeah. It was like $360,000. Right. It looked like an old Delta Integrale, but it was a new Yeah, Delta. and Clarkson, Clarkson <laughs> drove it. You know what, dude? I was watching, we were in between episodes today, and I was watching uh, Hammond talk about Jim Clark, and he did that history thing yeah. where he talked about Jim Clark as one of the most legendary race car drivers of all time. I really, really, really miss Top Gear and and Grand Tour even. I just, I really, really miss it. I've watched it for so many years, and I miss those guys. I miss I their, do too. I miss their camaraderie. I miss their jokes. I miss, uh, that's why I make fun of you for being short all the time, because it kind of just You're just trying me, to channel I'm just Clarkson trying to channel Clarkson and Hammond, because it's just, it's, it's, it's just, it's, plus it's true. So, I, I don't know, it's just, I miss it. I know. I That's all too. I got to and say. And you know what it was last year when they were like, we're going to stop doing the show, but we're going to keep doing the adventures, right? I was like, you know what? They cool. did Seaman. Love it. So they did one called Seaman, which was like a standalone, and that's it. And it was great. It was good. It was not great. It was good. It was good. And I enjoyed it. It was a little overproduced. I really think what made it special is there was this magical time where I think that they filmed genuine interactions with those guys. Yeah. They filmed a lot and then they just always had the cameras running and then when they moved to grand tour things got a little more scripted right and i think the because when you had top gear it was this huge evolution of a show right from day one all the way to the day that it got and canceled. the budget kept growing the budget kept, it's not even about that but it was all about things were natural right they were already there you walked in the studio was there everything was there and it was this comfortable environment and everybody kind of knew each other and the production team and all this other stuff so it was really comfortable and it was kind of like a like a warm blanket, right? They could go in there and do their their show. And it was, an, I think, we were trying to say it was a natural evolution. It was the natural evolution, but the point, my point is, is that it was very natural for them to be in that environment and right. be themselves. Right. So when they left there and went to, to Amazon. Amazon and did the, the everything, kind of got kind of weird. Mm -hmm. They just kind of lost that natural. Well, it's also too because they were forced not to do some things. Like they couldn't have the stigs. They tried to do a different type of stig, and it was terrible. And then they couldn't do these other things because there's Honestly, all this infringement. And I know, screw everybody with all this legal stuff. They just <laughs> they ruined they ruined a cultural icon because Clarkson hit somebody. Yeah, well, should have got him a better sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this uh, this Lancia Restomod is making ma major headlines in 2018, and Automobilia Amos is now looking into the future where its electric car would make a buzz. Talking to his fans via Instagram, Eugenio Amos had this to add about the project. 
I want to start this new year because, of course, the new year starts in September. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> By introducing you to what will be the next chapter for Automobili Amos. I wonder how many of these things they sold, this Delta Integrale thing. I can't imagine Because that after many. it was on Top Gear, it was like, poof, just gone. I mean, nobody yeah, talked I doubt about they it made anymore. That many. Truth be told, I'm afraid many of you won't understand, and some perhaps will get proper pissed off about what I'm about <laughs> to tell you. Please remember that you probably had the same feelings regarding the Futurista when we got it started. Back in the lockdown days, during my live sessions, I spoke quite freely about our future. We're making our very own, brand new, electric car. Mind you, it won't be a resto mod or a conversion. Thank God, dude. Uh, yep. Thank God. I was worried they were just going to do that. We're starting from a blank slate because we want to create something for the moment we live in before all cars turn into smartphones. Mm. We're at the very beginning of a long journey. I can only promise that it will express and champion all of our shared values. It will be another love letter, this time dedicated to the future rather than the past. And holy shit, this letter is exactly what we were asking for the other day. We were just talking about we it. We were just talking about somebody needs to come out and design a car that's just a car. It doesn't need to be a demonstration of exactly. something. It doesn't need to be like, here's what we're capable of or whatever. It or just here's how much to be, technology we can pack into yeah, it. Yeah, look at this. This the, thing... I mean, hopefully, hopefully based on what he's saying, it will express and champion all of our shared values. And when I say shared values, this guy was, uh, I mean, he's the one that has like the only green Ferrari F40 and he collects yeah. rally cars and group B stuff. And I mean, the dude is so cool. Hopefully he gets it. Hopefully he gets it and we'll see what he comes up with. I mean, the problem is, is that anything, a little boutique thing like this, is going to be really expensive. Yeah. You know, it's still not what we're really asking for, which is for like uh, Nissan to come out with a four-door sedan that looks like a 510. Like, not a 510, I don't want a restaurant. But it could be called a 510 or whatever, which is a small, simple, basic I just, machine. Yeah, I want, and we talked about it, the analog electric vehicle somehow, right? Right. All right. A Florida man was arrested for DUI after hitting a drive sober or get pulled over sign. <laughs> He literally hit the sign while driving drunk. Oh, well, that takes some planning. <laughs> Officers arrested Bounty Cheremy, 22, of Northport, Florida, for driving under the influence after he hit the sign. And it turns out the sign was telling the truth. Also, Chris, did you hear what his name was? Bounty? I'd be drinking with a name like that, too. The <laughs> well, when he basically has a bounty out on his head now. For oh, running the, there you go. Thing. All right, so we're going to do a... I want to try and get back to... We used to do a car of the week thing. That's right. You know, a car for sale of the week. And this one actually happens to be on Bring a Trailer. It is the ex-Steve McQueen 1952 Chevrolet 3800 pickup with camper in a Husqvarna CR250. Now... That this is, is rad. This is not cool because it was Steve McQueen's no. car. It's the cool. problem is because his name is mentioned, it's going to go for way more than it should. Yeah. Do you see the inside of the the little camper? Oh thing? no, I was just looking at the outside. Oh, that's so rad. There's just it's I mean, it's an really aluminum simple. camper in the pickup bed, and yeah. it's all period correct, and it comes with the bike. Man, this is cool. I imagine this is something that he must have taken to the track with him, or maybe he went out on location in the desert to film something, yep. and he had this little little thing, and it looks like the top opens up, too. Do you see that on the top of the truck? Like, it opens up to the to the atmosphere. Oh, like, cool. you can do lay in the bed and look at the stars. That it comes with awesome. this super kick-ass bike, and I, I don't ride motorcycles, but that thing with its gnarly little tires, doesn't that thing look cool? Yeah. That Husqvarna thing? Yeah, way cooler Husqvarna than... Husqvarna, as I've always Husqvarna. heard it. 
No, it's Husqvarna. There's no extra vowel. That you're adding vowels to the name. Husqvarna. 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 We've got a Swedish guy that listens to the podcast that'll tell us, or Norwegian, or whatever it is. So we want to keep doing these cars for sale of the week, but let's do more than just Chris scouring the internet and what I think is cool. I want to know what you guys think is cool. So exactly. send it to us, and we'll pick one, and uh, maybe your car of the week will be our car of the week. All right, that's all we've got time for. Um, I just want to thank everybody for listening. Make sure you head over and hit subscribe. Leave us a five-star review on iTunes if you could, please. Anything else, Jake? I'm going to bid on this truck. (laughs) You better not. You better not. I don't want you to be that much cooler than me. All right, we will see you guys on Monday. Take care.